0: tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box.
1: Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles, and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm an executive coach, former executive director, and best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, a little book about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. And I am joined once again by my fabulous co-host, Beck Japovich. Hey, Beck, how are you doing?
2: Hey, Sarah, I'm doing really fabulous. Just and as fabulous what's happening as that's
1: new for you in Australia?
2: What's happening that's new for me in Australia is that it is a, another week to go out there and help people achieve their business goals. It's another fabulous week, So nothing too new, but more so you know, staying, staying the course. That's awesome. Yeah. To
1: do the work that you love is great. It is. How are you? I'm doing well. It is actually the beginning of my week. I'm a, I'm a day behind you. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been really looking forward to our guest today. But before we get to meet her, I know you have something else to share with us.
2: That's right. Before we meet our fabulous guest, I wanted to share another five-star review of the show, and this one is from Marina Barriyava. Barriyava. Excuse me, (laughs) Barry. Marina. Barriyava. Yep, that's what it is. There are no limits. (laughs) She says there are no limits in life. Exciting conversations with inspiring people. Each guest encourages you to step out of your comfort zone and take actions. You know, Marina
1: is really a cool, inspirational woman in her own right. She has her own podcast, but she left Russia when she was young and moved to China. She did not, you know, fairly young, and she was a model, but then she moved to China and started doing different work, and she didn't go there being a native speaker. So she's a gutsy gal who has taken limits off her own life, and I really, really appreciate her review of this podcast.
2: Well, that's
1: awesome. So, yes. Hey, so let's get into it and meet our guest for today, Lori Bradley. Um, Lori is a mission-focused entrepreneur and coach and the co-founder of My Business Agency. Now, Lori was born into entrepreneurship. She started working um, for her dad to help him get his business ready at a young age, and then she went on to get her MBA. Lori is passionate about helping communities to grow. She loves to work with businesses that want to make a difference, taking themselves and their businesses to the next level. So you can see she doesn't separate the two. Lori works with clients across both Australia and New Zealand, all the way from startups and not-for-profits to the larger businesses and teams. And ultimately, her goal is to help them increase their profits Their productivity and their impact. And you know, her latest venture, which I mentioned, um, is her new business, the My Business Agency. And that helps owners figure out what they need to get done in their businesses and then gets it done for them. That sounds great. (laughs) It's really pretty simple, she says. So Lori worked on the Commonwealth Games in Australia, and she's on the board of the Gold Coast's not-for-profit Rotary Club. Originally from New Zealand, she now lives on the Gold Coast with her musician husband and her very active five-year-old daughter. And here's a little fun fact, Beck, that you may or may not know about Lori, is that when she was a teenager, she was a national New Zealand and Oceania judo champion. so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of excited to meet her. Um, In this episode, you're going to hear how her lessons in judo on the mat and working for her dad actually informed her approach to life and business, why she says action trumps aspirations every single time, and I'm going to ask her a little bit more about her business venture because, really, I'm interested in that—how she got there and you know what it's all about. Aren't you, Beck?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm super interested in that. However, I do know a lot about this gal because she's one of my best friends. (laughs) Oh, so you
1: can you can help you know really suss out the good questions then.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, we actually. We yeah, met by, we met by, by chance, like by fate. She's actually was my neighbor. So I hired her husband, her musician husband for a festival gig. And then we clicked. And, you know, since then, she's been a guiding force in the development of my business. She's even been my business coach. So that's why I'm so excited to share like her story with everybody as well. So, yes, I do know about the judo stuff. So let's tell everyone
1: else. All right. Well, let's do it, Lori. Before we even get there, we have a question for you that we ask all of our guests, and we're wondering: Do you have a non-negotiable ritual or habit that you do daily that keeps you focused on what you're trying to do, your big vision in life?
3: Yeah. Um, my my biggest habit that I have every day is I wake up and I try and think of three things that I'm grateful for. Uh, because when I start off in a place of gratitude, then my eyes become open to opportunity. Um, so it's important for me to take stock of what I have here right now because of the work that I do is often very future-focused. Um, so you can often get tied up in thinking about the end destination and not appreciating the journey and what you have. And, and the reality is, is that the only thing that we, we have available to us right now is right now so uh yeah I start off with gratitude and that really helps to set the scene
2: Mm. it's a simple but powerful exercise I love that yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: how long have you been doing that
3: I have been doing it for for quite some time now um and it it really started for me many many years ago um when I went out in business and into business by myself so um, t- t- uh, gosh 20 years ago um, and I think you have those questions of can I do it am I going to get there am I good enough what are people going to think of me um, and that all creates negative patterns and a negative mindset which can can really um, stop you in the tracks so the coach that I had at the time suggested to me well, why don't you just start off by thinking about the great stuff you have in your life and being grateful for that because when you do that it resets the brain to start thinking positively and it's a really simple thing because as we know the brain can't differentiate between the lie and the truth right so whatever you tell it it will believe and so setting yourself up in the right framework at the start of the day is just going to have a a, you know a a roll on effect for everything else so I love it it's amazing it's really simple It's easy. And now it's just something that I do. So, yeah. Kind of automatic. Yeah, yeah. But like anything, you've got to just keep doing it because it's a habit you build.
1: Well, and do you find that um, sometimes if you've had a particularly challenging day that you'll just like go, oh, yeah, what is going great? And recenter yourself? 100%,
3: you know, we're humans. Um, I don't think anybody, no matter how wonderful their life is or how successful they are or how many great things I've got going on ever doesn't have a bad day or has a day when they feel like they're, they're struggling to find something to be grateful for. Uh, I, I think at the moment I'm really lucky because I have a five-year-old daughter who bounds in every morning and is so full of joy that she reminds me of what I'm grateful for. So, yes. um, that you know, pretty lucky in that sense. But yeah, sure there's days when I think, "Oh, what am I grateful for?" But then you, you know, it's a habit and I said, "No, no, no, just go through the process, right? Because that's what positive habits are about, just do the process." Some days it's better than others. Yeah.
2: Reinforce it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we teased it a little bit. Beck says she knows about it. What is up yeah. with the judo championships, Bill?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my father was um, a, judo, a judoka, as, as we call ourselves, um, and he was actually a black belt judoka, and he got into it in his 30s um, and decided that this would be something that would help to give him some discipline, particularly because he was in business himself and going through the ups and the downs. Um, and so, when I was six, he decided it was time that I came along and joined him. Uh, and I remember being absolutely terrified. Um, all these people running around throwing each other and doing arm bars and strangleholds and so forth. Um, but I really loved it. I, I loved the um, consistency. Um, I needed the structure because I was one of those kids who was all over the place. Um, and I'm, a, I'm still a bit like that. I need to have the structure. So I love the structure. And then... Um, after a while, I enjoyed the, the, the whole teamwork and the community around judo. And then before I knew it, I started competing. And, um, you know, I won a few competitions and you get your confidence. And it's like, oh, maybe I can do this. Um, and that led to um, the opportunity to be on the New Zealand team. Um, and when I was in my mid-teens, I was training six or seven times a week. Uh, and which was pretty difficult when you're a teenager and your friends are going out on the weekends and you've got to get up early and bike to your judo training. Mm. <laughs> but I got to do a lot of amazing travel. I met a lot of amazing people. And uh, the most important thing was I learned some amazing life lessons about you know leadership, about persistency. Really important, actually, the persistency side of it. and yeah. uh, The fact that if you apply yourself, uh, you'll actually – End up getting the results, and and that's where my whole action trumps aspiration uh, mindset started to to kind of form.
2: I love that. I totally relate with that because I spent my my childhood at the ballet bar, and it was a lot of the same discipline. It was the structure. It was the applying yourself. And you know, today I couldn't do. single pirouette like a turn but if I kept practicing then you know in two weeks or three weeks then I could achieve that and that gives you as a kid a real sense of confidence in your capabilities and your ability to know that you know apply myself I can achieve something and that translates to business so I really relate to that story.
3: Ah yeah 100% I also think it was a really good uh, environment for me to learn about failure so there was a lot of failure through that process. Um, there was a lot of anxiety, uh, particularly around competition time. And I had to learn how to deal with that. In fact, I developed asthma because I would get so worked up and it would affect my breathing. So I had to learn how to control that and control the, the physical effects that uh, the, the thought of failure would, would bring up in my body. And so now even... Even now as an adult, gosh, 20 years later, whenever I have those feelings come up, it brings back those memories. And I think about some of those techniques around my breathing um, and how I uh, you know, try to not allow it to affect me physically because that has an impact as well. So it was great. I mean, I can't wait to get my daughter started because I think it's going to be wonderful for her. Plus, I can also Flip boys, which is really
1: important. <laughs> <laughs> well, that puts a whole new spin on her. Date. Meet my mom; she's a <laughs> black belt. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted yeah, to follow like up. You. Just, I'm sorry, I wanted to just ask you something about um, how you trained yourself to to intercede and break up that physical reaction because when we're stressed or we're going to start something new, those are normal. That. And not the necessarily full blown anxiety, but that it's discomforting, right? You get that, like worry and all that stuff. So, what were or are a couple of the techniques you learned that really helped get you so you didn't go spinning and you were able to focus?
3: Yeah, there are a couple of there's a couple of big lessons that came out for me um, that I still think about today, um, and one of one of them is about worry. So a lot of our fear and a lot of our anxiety comes from anticipating what we think an outcome will be. And the one thing that I've learned through that process and through life is that it's never going to be as good or as bad as we think it's going to be. And what I mean by that, it's never going to turn out exactly how we think. So to worry about the outcome and to manifest um, situations, particularly negative ones around failure doesn't serve you so just to stop worrying so much was a big thing to not worry about the outcome of what a competition was going to be like or a training session was going to be like and the other part of it was um, to think about the fact that for for me one of of the things that made me anxious was not wanting to let my father down or let my teammates down or, or let my sensei down Uh, And that would really make me anxious because everyone's relying on me. Oh, my God, if I I stuff this up, then I let everyone down. So I've actually also learned that it's great to have expectations and aspirations, but at the same time, um, you place so much worry on yourself and so much um, expectation on yourself that you can almost paralyze yourself from actually doing well. So to stop worrying so much about what other people are thinking and worry more about what I want it to look like and, and enjoy the process and understand that at that point I've done everything I can to get myself a successful outcome. I've done all the training, I've done all the practice, and really I just go now go through the process. And it's the same way I approach business. If I have a big milestone or a big goal. And it gets to that point and, you know, the next day I've got a launch or I've got a new client coming on board or I've got a big presentation or something like that. I've done everything I can and it will be what it will be. need to breathe through those feelings and recognise that the outcome will be what the outcome will be. And it's okay, whatever it looks like.
2: Do you know that... Great. I'll keep going, Sorry. No, 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 that's it. I'm just sitting here, like, like I'm just sitting here going, I just love this. I love your philosophy or your your mindset around this, Laurie. And like, that's the one thing that I why I wanted us to have this conversation is because, like, Laurie is super successful and super um, driven and focused, but she's also so in touch with her humanity, like, like you, Sarah. You know, so she has this these these business these business strengths, I guess, but she also is like, has this real spiritual side, which is really, I think, a wonderful mix for entrepreneurship and for business. What do you think, Sarah? Are you seeing that? I here? totally agree. <laughs>
1: um, well, and I'm listening to Lori speak. I'm going, that is so true. And worry is just like it's so easy to get into that spin you know, and Mm. especially if someone else gives it to you, like, well, have you thought about this? And sometimes I just want to say, of course I have, but I don't have any control over that. I can do just what you said, Lori, I can prepare, I can be ready, and then I just have to let it go and do it, right? And then you'll, you'll get information. The minute you start, you'll go, oh, yeah, that could be better. Or, wow, that was out of the park. That was great. But also letting go of the expectations, because to your point, we make them, we can make them so big and so heavy, we can paralyze ourselves. Mm. I was really struck by what you talked about when you're talking about being on the mat and like there's training and there are, you know, the weight of not letting people down, whether it's your dad or your team, and the parallels there for people who are running a business, a small business, or even a solopreneurship, like me, when COVID hit, even though I don't have employees, I work with people on contract, I felt really responsible to not let those contracts down, right? To me, these are people I love and respect, and um, they have families, you know, so it's that whole, like, oh, man, it's all on your shoulders, when, in fact, you can do what you can do, you know, you can plan the best you can and, and then think creatively and be smart, but... Um when you think about that and what you learned in working for your dad how did that really shape specifically how you approach business and life you know the lessons that you took off the mat and from your dad
3: yeah so from the moment from from the first memory i had dad's always been in business and he had lots of different businesses um and I, th- I always reflect back and think to myself, I saw him do a lot of stuff the hard way. Um, he came from what I call the school of hard knocks. So he left school really young, um, I think he was 14 or 15, and got into business and just learnt along the way. And it was really hard on our family because he was often out and even if he was home, he was quite distracted uh, he, he was a great father, don't get me wrong, um, and really wonderful when he was present with you and he, you know, everything he did was to to help his family have a great life. But I did see that it was a hard life from my perspective. Um, he, he's been very successful uh, and he's in a really great place now. But as as a child growing up, I remember thinking, you know what? I don't want to be a business owner. This, this, this is tough. This is really hard um and then when i worked with him in his businesses um i started to think there must be a better way to do things there must be easier ways to do things um and do i have to actually wait until i'm you know a lot older before i actually start to learn some of those lessons and so that's when i started to think about how i could educate myself and maybe grow my knowledge in order to look at ways that i could do things differently um, and that led me to to, to my master's in business uh, and, and consulting because I wanted to be able to work with a number of different businesses and be able to apply both a practical um, and a structured framework approach to business growth. Uh, and honestly, I can tell you, and I, and I laugh sometimes and say to people, you know, going through the process of getting my master's was a really expensive way to figure out that, There was a lot of stuff that dad was right about. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of practical stuff that goes into running a business. You can't get away from hard work. You do need to put in the hard yards. Uh, It is going to take longer than you think. Uh, However, if you surround yourself with a great bunch of people, a really good team, whether it's in your business or externally, that help you to grow in progressive ways, you will actually – shorten the journey uh, and it will be a more fun and less stressful journey if you do that so yeah it was it was it was a wonderful way to grow up it really was and all of my family are entrepreneurial they all have businesses and uh yeah
1: it's a great example yeah daughter think about you and your business
3: um my daughter, she doesn't take anything I do seriously. It's so funny. She jumps in, you know, if she's, particularly when she was at home, when we were, had the kids off school, she would just jump in to my meetings and wave and pull faces. And no matter how many times I said, mummy's on a business call or in a meeting, it didn't matter to her because she just thinks that I have fun. Um, she thinks that what I do is fun and that I help people. I help people and oh. I have fun. I love
2: that's that. That's a great lesson. I think that's awesome that she's got that perspective of what you do. And you know, to the point of jumping in the background, I think there's going to be yeah. so many businesses that are going to have have experienced that in the past three or four months. So I'd love yeah, for, for that definitely. to be like the new norm. Yeah, I, to, to
3: begin with it, it, was a little it stressed me out a little bit. And then I mm. thought, you know what? This is the reality of business. This is the reality of my life. Uh, mhm how lucky are we that we live in a time where we can have our children as part of what we do. I Mm -hmm. truly believe that there isn't a separation between our business lives and our personal lives. It's all one, uh, who we are in our business life should be who we are in our personal lives. Right. So,
2: yeah. Uh, the fact that she's part of it is
3: great.
2: I agree. And yesterday I had a, a, a prospect call, you know, someone who I've said, Hey, here's my calendar. Book in and then we can have that chat. Give me a call at like it was like four thirty. And I had my son and you know, she's like, Is this a good time? I'm like, No, sorry, I've got my son, you know, can we do this tomorrow? So I just think that for for, for years for me, I was like, Yeah, absolutely, and you know, put on the business space. I've got to be there to serve the clients. And then my son is getting, you know, the raw end of the stick. So I think that the more transparent you get, the the more the more people will respect you for it i mean they people love working mums they see that you know you're hard working you're efficient and the more that you can just yeah be authentic in that then that's that's really great
3: i also think coming back to sarah's point about the lessons from you know growing up in dad's businesses is it's actually taught me that there will always be opportunities uh you will always have opportunities to grow your business But the opportunities to spend time with those you love won't always be there. And my daughter will very quickly become someone who has her own life and her own experiences uh, and she won't want to spend as much time hanging out with me. (laughs) Not in the same way. So uh, I I made a decision early on that I wasn't going to forego those experiences for opportunities in the business world. And the funny thing is, is that when I became really clear on that, the opportunities, the right opportunities, came along, and I, and I think it's yeah. quite funny because, yeah, you get to kind of create that. I think.
1: Well, I 100%. think that's a lot about being intentional, too, right? Because then yeah. you're very specific and clear. So, wh- someone brings you an opportunity, it's not even going to look like an opportunity because it doesn't fit with what your priorities and your needs are. So you're going to, oh, that's, yeah. And can I refer you to somebody? <laughs> you know
2: yeah, right point it, yeah,
1: it simplifies things. But what I'm struck by is you talked about like watching your dad work and and seeing how hard business was and thinking, "Oh, I'd never want to own a business, ha-ha on you. But um, <laughs> what's funny is your daughter thinks all you do is have a great time and you help people. What a shift yes. you made in one generation. That's powerful, Laura.
2: That is huge, yeah. And of
3: course. I haven't really thought about that till now. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) I think you've just raised another entrepreneur who's going, if I can have this fun and help people, I'm
0: there.
2: 100%. Or an
0: entertainer. Or an entertainer, yes. Tired of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show.
1: So Beck, what if we um, have Laurie dive in and talk more about why she says action trumps aspiration every
2: time? Yeah, tell us the, uh, tell us about that. It's not it's simply not enough to want something, but you have to take the steps to achieve it. Talk on that.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh, for me, it's, it's been a process of going through uh, not only through my own experiences, but my experiences with my clients that it's really important to have a strong vision of what you want to achieve. And you need to be really clear on what that looks like, because if you're not clear about it, then how the heck can anybody else know what you want to do, right? Um, and t- to have a strong vision, you have to have aspirations for sure. They're really important. But if you have aspiration without taking any steps towards achieving it, it won't happen uh, because, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that there's a lot of wonderful uh, podcast stories and uh, lessons and, and trainings out there on how to develop a great mindset and you know manifest what you want to bring into your uh, life and your business but what's missing sometimes is the action, and, and I, I think that for me it's been a, a really good lesson. in build the picture, then the steps to go with it. The two have to go together. And if you don't have a clear picture, but you know that there's a path you want to go down, just start taking the steps anyway, and it will become clearer to you. I love don't that you just said that. Wait.
2: Yeah. I was having a conversation with my mum the other day and we were talking about the vision, a vision. She was like, yeah, but it's it's not easy to have a vision. So I know that there's going to be a lot of people who are listening who maybe feel stuck, know that they're supposed to have this big vision, but they're like, I just don't know what it looks like, you know, and I do have this feeling of aspiration. So I love that you put the point in then just, just take the first step, take the steps and the vision will become clearer. It will become clearer to you through the action.
3: Look, you know what? I'm 43 and my vision has only just started to become really clear to me. Uh, I big, you know, my journey has been really random. I've done lots of different things. So i have all been exciting and great and, and led me into some wonderful directions. But none of that really came from having a super, super clear vision about what I was achieving. I knew that there were some things that I really wanted to do. Uh, and something, sometimes it felt like a good step towards that. But the reality is, is you've just got to take action and action will invariably lead to something which will help you to become clearer sometimes on what you don't want, which then helps you to become clearer on what you do
2: want, right? So, and would you say that you, you follow that, you know, there's a lot of talk about taking inspired action. So would you say that you, you just have to like get still and find that feeling of what seems exciting to you and then just take a step towards that? Is that what you'd say the first step would be?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I think um, you, you do need to be at least clear on, on some of your non-negotiables, you know, some of the things that you you value and some of the things that you perhaps don't want to do. But I also think we do get tied up in knots worrying about what the right thing to do is and sometimes Maybe you just do something even if you don't know if it's,
1: yeah. it's the
3: right way forward or it's, or it's it feels and good and or whatever. Just, just do many, something many that's moving in a positive direction.
1: Because when it you doesn't matter. Still, you can have the best plan, the, the best action steps, run, but until you actually start taking still? them, nothing happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a darn thing. And, the, and when you take those steps, even if you get um, like not the outcome that you thought, you do get information, which – that like you said it goes okay do i go a little more left a little more right a little more uphill downhill do i need a partner on this journey um but at least you have something that indicates you know mm. direction have you read um the 5 minute rule either of you yes <laughs> i yeah. love that book i totally love it it's um no, by I oh you you would love it, Beck. Um, you would
3: love it, yeah. Oh,
1: it's, really so, great it's book. so practical. It's that nice blend of practical, tell it like it is, and then here's what you do, why you do it. But And then a lot of people wrote back with their experiences. I'm seriously thinking of um, giving that to all my clients when they start so that they, Ooh. well, because when they get stuck or worried, it's just a good little reminder and, mm. you know, Anyway.
2: That's a great uh, idea.
1: It was a little rabbit trail. Sorry. But I just, something that when you were talking about that, Lori, it made me think about that. Um, mm. So how do you help your clients? You know, when you tell them that there's nothing, you know, they've got to take action and they're like stuck. Um, how do you help them get beyond that waiting piece? Is there some other than saying, get going?
2: Um. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, I, I think I really resonate with what you said before, Sarah, about uh, planning and putting steps in place. I'm, I'm really not a big fan of big business plans or big detailed documents because life and business changes too much, first of all, uh, too quickly. But second of all, that's nowhere near as important as the action that you're going to take. And when I'm Sitting with my clients, we might have a plan in place. You know, often we do. We still we still have a structured plan. Um, but where we get the most powerful outcomes is when we can actually move through from a place of sitting still to taking some action. And and the way that we do that is as through, you know, questions are the answers, right? I believe that we all really know inside what is stopping us from doing the things that we want to do and my job in that process is to really help people to understand and bring to awareness what that might be because once that light bulb goes on and you're aware of what might be stopping you from taking the action then you're able to actually think about how you can move forward and pass that so often it's just a process of asking some questions that help to draw that out Um, To to give them some clarity about why they might actually be avoiding that task, or not making that phone call, or not connecting with that person, not posting that podcast or video or whatever it is that you know you think you should be doing. Um, And yeah, and and it 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 is one of the most wonderful things I love to do with my clients because when you see that light bulb go on, and you see them actually really start to get clear as to what's stopping them from moving forward. Um, It's just a wonderful,
1: wonderful feeling. And and the momentum gets going, right? You do one thing and you didn't, you know, it wasn't terrible and you're going, well, that was pretty cool. I was scared. I got it done. And then people start self generating some momentum and yeah, it it is exciting. Yeah, definitely. So tell us about your newest business venture, my business agency.
3: Love to, love to. I'm really excited because um, we actually just launched into our testing phase yesterday um, and we've got a bunch of clients have come on board to, to help us work through that over the next couple of months. Um, so that's really exciting. We actually have people paying us, which is
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's good for a business, you know.
3: It is really mm-hmm. good. So um, over my years in coaching and working with businesses, What I've noticed is a lot of the time businesses maybe don't know what they need to get done in their business uh, and then they don't know how to get it done. And so uh, I've gone into partnership with another advisor and we have um, been working furiously on this business, um, which is basically a tool to help business owners figure out what they need to get done in their business. And then our team helped them to get it done. And our mission really is to bring simplicity to small businesses and supporting them on their path to growth. So the tool uh, helps with a number of different things in your business relating to um, digital marketing, um, HR, um, systems, automation, Um and general admin type tasks so there's a whole range of things that uh, we help support businesses in and part of that process is to work with the business on understanding the key things that are going to help them to grow and um, and then helping them to separate out the tasks separate out the tasks that we can help them just to get done so that they get done and they can focus on growing their business which is so important So we're really excited, we're launching on August the 17th Um, and yeah, it's it's really exciting because I feel like it's a really practical tool that we're going to be able to um, use to help business owners just get stuff done.
1: Well, and that sometimes, you know, that you go into a business because there's an aspect of it that you love, but the back-end business part is not why you went into business, you know, and... Um, I just completed a survey for that company that I do my accounting software through. It was a lot of those things like, what if we did this? Would you want it to simplify? Do you want to ever do this stuff? Do you want it off your table in general? And it was ref- it was a good reflection for me to think, I don't mind doing some of that stuff, but if you could automate that for me, I would just be even happier. So, I know that you're offering folks on who are listening to this... And this podcast will come out before your launch. um, That there's an offer that you have that folks can kind of try some of this at a different, at a discount or just see, learn more about it. Is that correct, Lori?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what I was going to invite anybody listening to do is to go over to our Facebook page, My Business Agency, like our page, and um, in the next four weeks prior to our launch we will have a special offer that will be coming out to uh, anybody that comes on board during the second half of our trial period. Um, not only will they be able to use the full tool and, um, and experience my business agency for themselves but they'll get it at quite a discounted rate because they will be um, helping us to test our, our processes and also to um, give us really valuable feedback on how we can
1: make this a great tool for small business owners. I love it. It's, it's my favorite thing is to pilot test stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, me too. I enjoy it. It's, yeah, creating the value is, is, is what mm. we're really wanting to do. And that's
2: at facebook.com forward slash my That's M-Y-B-I-Z agency. You can search for it. You can search My Business Agency or if you want to just pop it in the URL, it's facebook.com forward slash agency. Well, as we
1: wrap this up, Laurie, I'm wondering if you can share with Beck and myself (laughs) and our listeners um, a piece of advice that you might have for someone who may be where you were when you were a teenager trying to grow and figure out what you wanted to do or mid-career, well, I would say you're still early, mid-career. But, you know, like where you're going, hmm, I think I'm due for a change. What piece of advice or wisdom could you share with our folks about that?
3: And it's it's funny that you asked me that because I was actually just talking to a teenager about this uh, a week and a half ago, actually, and um, it was a very similar question. And I think... The biggest thing that I would say to that is stop worrying so much. It all comes back to the worry. I I think we spend so much time worrying about whether we're taking the right steps, what other people are thinking about us, whether or not we're letting people down, whether or not it's going to have a massive impact on our future. And and we just spend our time worrying so much that we don't, try stuff in life and I think that you have to trust that there is a purpose and a path that you're on and whatever step you take whether it is a step forward a step backwards a step sideways it is still leading you in the direction you're meant to go in. So I really don't believe there's any right or wrong direction. I do think as teenagers, you're in a wonderful, wonderful place, or a wonderful, you have a wonderful opportunity to try and um, and really learn from from failure. And failure is actually really exciting. I quite like failing because every time I fail, I learn something very phenomenal. I learn so much more from failure than I do from when things go well. Um, so if you can harness that energy around failure when you're young, then life is going to be so much easier, right? And the only way you can harness failure is to stop worrying. So I would say worry is a huge waste of imagination. Your worrying will stunt your imagination. Let's just keep your imagination flowing, take steps, whatever they look like, and trust that the future will unfold the way it's meant to, and it's going to be great.
1: I love you. (laughs) I love you too. Well, I think on that little love fest, we should wrap because it's just, um, I feel that you've given so much value, so much insight. You're clearly a really heart-centered person. Um, And I love that you're brave. I do. You know, and of course, with Beck. Saying, hey, Lori's a great person. I have no
0: (laughs) doubts. Thanks, Keith. I'll pay you a Thanks, Sarah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is there a fee for that? Because you better cut me in on that. No. (laughs) Very funny, gals. Hey, so um, really, I want to thank you both. And, folks, when you're listening, please. Think about someone that you know would benefit from hearing more about Lori and her story because they're out there. Someone needs to hear Lori's story, how she you know, perseveres, how she switches direction, how she doesn't get hung up on that and just keeps moving forward and creating. And if you can think of someone like that, we would really love if you would share this podcast with them. And if you benefited, we would really love for you to go and rate and review it because that does help us get it out to more people who need um, the information of our guests. It's really powerful. Um, We believe in inspiration, but we believe in action, which is why we say no labels, no limits, and no excuses. excuses. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate
3: that. It was really great.